ser benfiquista é uma crença. É uma religião muito grande. A visão é um culto. A coragem, que é a liberdade, que é crer, que é vontade, que é o caráter das pessoas. A alma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão para a explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser o Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser o Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Doll Befica podcast, episode number 301. We've gotten past the 300 barrier. Here we are with the first episode after 300, 301. With me tonight, Cristiano Oliveira. Cristiano, these are last news. What's going on, everybody? Uh, but before we get going, Cristiano, did you know that Benfica's volleyball team has seven national championships 17 portuguese cup and seven super cups not Benfica's until, volleyball team not until this exact moment i did it well now you know any, now, any more trivia with the modalidades uh maybe a little later we'll have a little bit more trivia but uh i just wanted to leave you with that tidbit that the little nugget uh just for your uh for your knowledge and your understanding i know i understand you've been quite vocal on the modalidades uh Leave it up to the American to start up some controversy. <laughs> uh, I, I, of course, I said what I feel, and, and it's as 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 a huge Benfica supporter, I don't really care much for uh, other sports, with the exception of of soccer, football. And uh, I said, if I was president, I would ban those other sports. And ban or just close? Close, ban them, close them, like just get rid of them. Ban, same thing. But, but, but like now, ban is kind of like a like forbidding. But it's kind of the same thing. If I don't allow it to go on, whether I close it or not, I'm banning it. That's it. It's gone. We're not. We're not. We're not entertaining this. So here. you're like a modalidad Nazi. No. Okay. All right. Then I shouldn't <laughs> say ban. All right. But I would get rid of them. All right. I would get rid of. You would eradicate all the modalidad. Yeah. I would just concentrate solely on football, on soccer. That's it. That's all. What I about futsal? On. Now I will say this, right? Because I could do a little bit better job of explaining myself in English. So uh, those of you that listen to Befica FM and and are not happy about things, and I, I really wasn't talking much, I, I, I try to share my thoughts here. Go back five years from yesterday's exact date. My opinion of the modalidades were totally different. I wouldn't even I, I wouldn't have even entertained the thought of of modalidades. To me, it was a no topic. It was a get rid of them, close this close up shop. It's a football club. I don't give a crap about anything else. Now, over the last couple of years, as you mentioned it before, we've had the privilege of getting to know Serginho from Conversa Benfica, uh, Nuno, Antonio, Baquero, uh, Flavio from uh, Benfica FM. And a lot of other guys in Porsche wet that we've had the privilege of hanging out with. Don't forget before. big, big, uh, big fleep. Uh, well, he's, he's part of a lot of other guys. Uh, <laughs> big fleep was you got to actually play for Benfica, uh, handball team, if I'm not mistaken, uh, at some point in his life and his career. Um, these are all tremendous guys and hanging out with these guys, you kind of get to, to, to see what these modalidades, what these other sports uh at least Benfica sports for them mean what what it means to them right so i kind of like my opinion of closing up shop and the whole nine i've kind of like eased up on it a little bit but i still think and i still uh i'm still stand by what i said yesterday if i was president i'd get rid of most i'd probably keep three sports i'd keep futsal fucking patins and uh handball i don't even care about volleyball you know like basketball come on my high school team will smack them in basketball you got pesca you got Campismo. What do they do? Campi? What are they like? Let's see who starts a fire quicker. Is that is, is that the competition? Like let's who see climbs who pitches a, a tent? Yo, know, pitches a tent quick. Who you know boils a, you know a pot of water? I just 
there's just some sports that 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 I'm just like scratching my head over. Now, the reason why I say this is this, man. If the club is losing money with these said sports, that's Benfica lost over 15 million euros last year on Bladidats. That's the reason why I say get rid of them. I don't mean to offend anyone. I kind of understand now. I kind of look at it a little bit different, even though I'm still not a fan of it. I get it that the all competings to, to, to Benficistas in, you know, in Portugal is the New York Ranger, what the New York Rangers is to me here in New Jersey in, 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 in you know the United States. What Benfica basketball is to them, what my New York Knicks is, and so forth. So I kind of like, oh, okay, wow, all right. Maybe, you know, my my opinion of it changed a little bit. I kind of understood it a little bit better. But when you're losing money with these sports, right? And the club is rather than really keeping up because, you know, keeping up with their roster and maintaining players instead of those 15 million, you, three of those or two of those 15 mil could have paid Renato Sanchez State another year. Yeah, but they operate on a different budget, on a no, separate they, budget. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. The Modelli Dodge budget is completely different from football. Budget. At the end of the day, when they, when they don't have the money to cover whatever their budget is, the club steps in and puts in the money. Where's that money come from? Football. My Portuguese is perfect to just go to the bar and talk shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? But if you're looking to for any type of information out of me in Portuguese, uh, odds are you're yeah. better off going to Google Translate. But Christina, uh, did you just, know? Just, I just want to let people know that Alfredo's a huge Modelidad supporter. He's at every paintballing <laughs> event. He's at every uh, Campismo event, and, and it's particularly the fishing ones. He loves the fishing. Competitive events. fishing. Competitive. Guys, go to Bacalhau. Mas olha lá, Cristiano. Do you, you mentioned paintball. Do you know that Benfica's paintball team has five national championships and one European championship? European? They, they, wait, they actually have European championships for this. Yeah. These people need better hobbies. Yeah. They definitely, they clearly do not have enough to do with their time. Well, on the here, here's, a question that, that, I, I here's a question that I wanted to ask you, right? You, you Obviously, I, I know you personally. Uh, I've gotten to know you this time that we've gotten... Uh, approached again or or gotten we, close we linked up again and, and you are a, a huge matrecos player oh absolutely true i used to i was a lot better than i am now but matrex is my I, I challenge anyone listening to this podcast let me let me, <laughs> let me ask you this right if you were a professional or if you had aspirations to become a professional matrecos player and benfica had a matrecos team wouldn't you want to play for benfica that does that, that that's irrelevant I'm to my you opinion the, of the club the losing question. money on these said sports. But yeah, answer the question. I will look for I will look for the best outlet for me to go ahead and show off my skills, in particular if I'm making money off of it. Yeah, absolutely. But that's on a selfish reason. Yeah, that's for me personally. I'm not running a club. When you're running a club and and and, and, and now I sign with this Benfica Matrecos team, right? I'm 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 playing Matrecos, doing my thing, Matraquilos, whatever you want to call it. Footballin, Espanolito, whatever it is you want to say. Footballinho. Footballin, footballin. <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to say, right? So you're paying me 300,000 euros And then like, oh shit, I gotta pay him two for that. <laughs> like, yo, nowadays, agora, but use Berlin. marbles. <laughs> the little the little research that I've done on on the clubs in Billy Dodge, and I'm aware of most of them, but the one I was not aware of was the camping one. That has surprised me to no end. I, I'd like to please let us know what competitive camping is. Or is it just a group of people that get together and go camping together like like uh, Boy Scouts? They're going for this s'mores. Because 
<laughs> because I looked up on YouTube to see if maybe I saw some videos on There's competitive no video camping. No nothing, nothing on there. But I, I'm very curious to to find out what I'm telling. It's got to be. It's got to be who lights up a fire. It's, it's got a guys who pitches a tent quick. Guys that get who, the, who burns the, the most emails. Guys that get together and go uh, pitch tents. I don't know. Yeah, Christina, you mentioned IEK. Do you know what the second most popular sport is in Greece? Let me think for a second. Basketball. Basketball. Yep. Do you know that Benfica's basketball team has oh, won 27 oh. national championships, 22 Portuguese Cups, 14 Super Cups, and six League Cups? Can you name one legend of Benfica basketball? Uh, Luizão is probably taller than every player on that team, bro. <laughs> Lisão and Jardel. Lisboa, pa. Lisboa. Aprende, caralho. Who's Lisboa? Lisboa is the capital city, bro. That's the dude. That's the Benfica basketball legend. Cristiano, did you know... Did you know that uh, Benfica has won championships every time that Salvio has gotten hurt? <laughs> well, I mean, that to me is no news. I mean, the guy gets hurt just like getting out of bed. But do you think this could be a good omen? <laughs> Hey, listen, I love Salvi, and I never want anyone to get injured. But if if that is indeed the truth, and uh, look, and it's going to take the sacrifice of Salvi for us to win the, the, the campeonato. Salvi, manda abaixo teu prédio, pá. Jump. Do you think these clubs have lost the respect or the fear for Benfica? Or you think it's just that Benfica is not playing well enough and they're leaving the opportunities there for the other teams? I've been saying that since during Rui Vitoria's uh, reign that uh, a lot of teams have lost respect for Benfica because Benfica stopped being that dominating team, that team that smacks you in the mouth, that team that takes advantage of every hole that you give them, or every opportunity that you give them, a team that controls games, a team that puts games on ice. Benfica has not been this type of team under Rui Vitoria. So it, there's a possibility uh, that a lot of these teams don't have the same respect for Benfica's teams because uh, they've watched film, they've they've gotten the, the lectures from their coaches, their coaches have exposed the weak points of Benfica, and a lot of these guys have the confidence that on any given Sunday, they could beat this Benfica team. All they have to do is have a solid game, not make a lot of mistakes, not expose themselves. And there's a good opportunity that Benfica themselves are, are going to uh, open themselves up and expose themselves and give them a chance. They just have to put it away. So I think, yeah, it's it's a combination of knowing the capabilities that the, or the limitations that this Benfica team has and the fact that this Benfica team doesn't really, uh, doesn't really oh, know a sustaining game. The other thing that, that that surprised me was the fact that Benfica goes into Tondela, which is, if you know anything about João, João Felix, that's where he comes from. He played over there with the, the Penguin, whatever, the, the little, the, the, the young kids before he went to Porto, then he went to Benfica. But that's where he's originally from. I figured the kid's been, he's been balling. He was on, he was in the stands uh, on Wednesday against Ajax, which many people still don't even understand why the hell he wasn't even on the bench. But again, he was in the stands. I figured coming home, he's going to play. They get a third red card, a second red card. You think oh, the kid's definitely coming in and he throws in somebody. He still wasn't wasn't satisfied. I think he still wasn't comfortable with the 3-1 lead and he wanted to, <laughs> to, to hold the result. I'm guessing. I mean, because to me, how do you not give the kid an opportunity to play at home? I, I you know, I think I have an explanation for that. I think that because of the pitch, the way it was, não estava propício para os artistas. 
It wasn't a good. It Bro, wasn't you, a good pitch for the you, for the ball. You got to reward your. You got to reward your guys. You got to keep your guys happy. I, I look. And I completely going, understand. I'm home. just playing devil's advocate. Juan Felix might not say anything, and I did not speak to him about this, so let's not start anything here. But I, I, I'm putting myself in his shoes, or it could have been anyone else, right? Could have been Luizon. Could have been Jonas. Could have been anyone. You're going home. You expect to at least get some minutes, man. And, and especially when the game is out of reach at that moment, two red cards, three one. Bring in the kid, man. I, I was surprised. I was surprised that he did not play. Um, and so to me, that that kind of, you know, again, yeah, surprised. Cristiano, uh, you spoke about Zivkovic. Do you know what the second most popular sport is in Serbia? Basketball. No. Stop. I don't know it either. It ain't but camping. I, I just wanted to segue to talk about Benfica's handball team, who has won seven national championships, six Portuguese Cups, six Super Cups, and two League Cups. Benfica unball. There you go. Stina, you I know what, what it was about. Huh? You know what sport is really popular in Argentina? Yes. What? Polo. Roller hockey. No, polo. Benfica, polo is the second biggest sport in Argentina. Benfica's roller. I said popular. I didn't say uh most. Well, Benfica's uh roller hockey team, which Argentina's is uh, good. Argentina have won yeah. World Cups at the roller hockey. Uh, and as a matter of fact, the best uh one of the best players in the world, Nicola. Nicolia. Same thing. Uh, who was at Conversas at Benfica? Yes, Shout sir. out to uh, Serginho. Uh, he's part of this Benfica team. Uh, and this Benfica team's got quite a, 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 a reputation, a resume, mm -hmm. and, and titles 23 national championships, 15 Portuguese Cups, seven Super Cups, two Euro Leagues, and three intercontinental titles. When, when you're done, you got one more stat, right? Another sport, right? When you're done with that, I'm going to tell you what to me what matters most. But go ahead. Just keep hey, I'll, go, I'll throw a, a quick fact on the uh, Portugal roller hockey team. You go to the Ice Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto. They're the only off-ice member of the Ice Hockey Federation. That's wow. Be, that's because there's tons of Portuguese. It's probably the guy who built the museum. Pergunta Ricardo Solnad se sabia this stat. The best, the best known uh, chop hockey player ever. He's actually playing in Toronto right now, jo Juan Tavares. And his uncle is the greatest lacrosse player of all time, also named Juan Tavares. Same name. Yep. 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 Those guys do love sticks in their hands. Gosto agarrar só pau. Fenu pau. Cristiano, one last one. Benfica's futsal team. Bye. Seven national championships, seven Portuguese Cup, eight Super Cups, one League Cup, and one UEFA Futsal Cup, which is the equivalent of the Champions League uh, trophy. You know, what, you know what numbers matter to me? What numbers matter to you? If I'm not mistaken. Perceive. If I'm not mistaken. Six Campeonatos Nacionais in the last 25 years for Benfica at the football level. That's all I care about. Everything else is irrelevant to me. Dave, you got any more stats you want to add? No, I'm just looking through the uh, the Camping Federation website right now. I'll, put, I'll get the stats uh, later on. Dave, puts that up, man. I want to know... What kind of competitions go on in that camping? I'm there's, very, very curious. I'm not even joking. There's man. some people that are that are suspended five years, two hey, years. And well, they use gasoline and start in the fire. But <laughs> tuteiros, yo. Was it the 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 stick to the, the stick to to make the tent? Wasn't the the wasn't at the metal or plastic or? I don't I don't know. But they've got their names, their license, their number, and they're wow, five years, two years. If yeah. we had that control in football, Porto would be extinct right now. Benfica camping, that. man. I that's what I know. Want I want to know about that? Not just Benfica, but the the Groups. competitive camping. I want to know what that's about. They've got their own federation in Portugal. Pitching a tent. 
E pesca, vê quem é que apanhou mais sardinhas. <risos> em Cristiano, a very important edition, a very special edition, Rui Vitórias Alto. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about because I'm eating cookies. It's the first time I've, we, over, we ever opened up a show with me eating cookies. Uh, yeah, Rui Vitória's out. Uh, well, unconfirmed. It's, it's not confirmed. Not confirmed, but all the reports coming out. And let's be honest. Let, let's hold our horses a little bit here because it is Sam TV and Sam TV. You know, they've been wrong once or twice. But nonetheless, other outlets are reporting Rui Vitória's out. It looks like he will be uh, stepping aside. Whether he was fired or whether he stepped aside, he saw the, the writing on the wall and that things weren't going according to plan. So, um We'll see what happens, but hey, uh, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I'm excited about the prospect of him being out. I'm excited. There's a couple of things for us to be uh, excited. First of all, esqueceste de dizer olá, senhores. I thought you were talking about cookies, but yeah, olá. Tudo bem, senhores e senhores. In my view, right? I want to know what the hell's wrong with you. I mean, you're looking to become a coach and you go to Wells. I mean, not exactly the soccer powerhouse. There's an no. explanation. He's going to explain it. Good. That's why I asked the question. I asked good questions. Well, I, actually, when I came to UK, I had no idea that I want to be a football coach. Okay. Back in Portugal, I studied economics. So that's kind wow. of a change. So, yeah, I just decided to start the, um, the UEFA courses, uh, actually, in the FA, so the English side. And there came the opportunity to, uh, to, well, to go back to the uni, to the, uh, study football coaching, and then and uh, do the the second level and now the the WFB, so the third level of football coaching uh yeah but i had no idea when i moved here um, and actually i'm literally in the border uh between wales and england so oh okay então tu és um bocado assim rui vitória estudaste para ginástica e ficaste treinador de futebol tu estudaste por economics vai dar treinador de igualzinho but antonio you uh, who have been uh, studying uh football coaching in uh Tell us a little bit on what you see from these Vitoria teams, what, what's lacking, uh, what you see. As you sit down on a couch and, and you analyze or, or you're watching these games and you're seeing some of the obvious things, uh, explain to us what you're seeing, what where there's a lack, when there's some things that are being done well. Uh, I think that as a coach, you probably have a good perspective on this. Well, that that is lack of ideas um i think that at especially like the well in the, in his first two years when he had the the base of jj and and uh, he had some and you could see that benfica play some good football but it looks like more time he spends with benfica less less they play so I, i'm not really sure what, what he does in, the, in his training sessions um, th th there's a lack of ideas, so uh, we play long way too many times. Bombo. Uh, yeah, bombo, yeah. Um, so basically, we looks like we use a couple of connections, a good connections, for example, Grimaldo, Servi, or Pizzi, Jonas, um, uh, Salvio, Almeida. So there's a couple of connections between two uh, or three players but there's no more than that so you really can't see like a, a global idea how Benfica plays um, so a good example of that was a couple of games ago uh, when uh, Jonas started the game and uh, actually I think it was against Ajax 
at home and uh, um is serve him and uh, put Seferovic on mm-hmm. on the pitch and Benfica change completely the way he plays so looks like the players they just play how they feel how they so i don't know if you can see like an organization uh, a game plan um so to be honest it's, it's hard to explain how how little we think it's so play. bad that it's hard to explain yeah it's it's Nem the way... ponto pronto pegar. yeah definitely <laughs> because it's not just the way that we think attacks is If you think about Aroca, Tondela, Moreirense, how many chances they had against Benfica? At least uh, five, six each. What it is unbelievable. It's yeah, not acceptable as well. It's like how they can create so many chances against Benfica, especially at home. Um, and um, yeah, it, it's really hard to, to, to explain, especially in the, in the last. Uh, two, three months. Um, so nothing has been confirmed yet, and we'll get into that in a little it's bit. Sad to see. I mean, you guys have five fields, Sad to see, but you know, at the end of the day, it's about results. And uh, as we've said before, we stated here on the podcast when Steve was a regular part of the podcast here. Go back to the first season of Rivitori in charge at Benfica. We we've all criticized him at one point or another, <clears throat> and we've received a lot of criticism. I've received, as you've read, hate emails that. Hate emails. Uh, I'm more of like, you know, anti-Benfica than I am Benfica. only because I think I tend to point out the truths and the weaknesses from what, again, from what I see. I don't need anybody else to tell me what I see. I see with my own eyes. And we've gotten a lot of criticism, yada, yada, yada. And I've said it here on the podcast many times. As long as we, as long as we keep, we keep getting three points every week, every game out, I'm not going to complain. I mean, I guess it is what it is. We'll accept it for what it is. But once the results stop coming in, That's when everyone will see what we see. And I guess that time has arrived. It arrived about a month and a half ago where a lot of people started to change their tune on, you know, you guys just don't like the guy. Just you guys have a personal beef against them to snap. You know, you guys might be right. And so I'm glad that everyone finally saw the light. It's never too late to see the light. Uh, and I'm glad you guys are you know able to see it. But right now it's very um, it's very difficult to take as a beneficiary because there's just been results that we've you know, uh, put up with over the last couple of seasons that Benfica, this type of Benfica should have never gone through. It makes no sense to me that, you know, Benfica or, who you know, Luis Vieira, whoever the hell is in charge of making these decisions or finally let him go, makes no sense. And again, I'm glad that he's gone, but it makes no sense to me that they're okay with letting him go now when in reality, by my my accounts, right, he should never have been brought back this summer. I called it last year after the 5-0 against Basilea that this guy does not belong on the Benfica bench. He should never come back. It was the most atrocious performance in the history of European competition by any Portuguese club. Obviously, Benfica being Portuguese, it was just terrible. This guy should never have been brought back. We got a second place because Sporting shot themselves in the foot going into Maritimo. Out of all competitions in December. Absolutely. This guy should never have been brought back. So when you bring him back, you tell him you have confidence in this guy to turn things around and do things. And now a couple of months into the season, you turn around and you fire him. It makes no sense. It just tells me that the people that are in charge, they're also people that have no clue what the hell is is, is going on. They, have, they, they, they don't have an ability to do their job according to plan because two, three months into the season, they're turning their back on the guy that they stepped up for in the summer and put their name behind. All of a sudden now the guy's not good. It's just the inability of these people that are doing, that are running the club at this point right now, leaves me scratching my head. 
Antonio, what's your, what's your take on this? Why is uh, Vittoria been allowed to 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 say to stay for for such a a long time or or really past last season, which was uh, basically uh, atrocious? Why was he? Why do you feel was it? Because, do you think that uh, Luis Fuvieta had that thing? Uh, a few years back with Fernando Sons, he fired Fernando Sons in the beginning of the season. Kind of felt that he shot himself in the foot. And ever since then, he said, "I'll never fire a coach mid-season." But what what do you think is something that El Rui Vitória did he buy himself that much credit with Luis Felipe? No, I don't think so. I th I think that the main uh, the main point is uh, Vieira recognized that he made a mistake last season, so was the, the lack of investment, uh, um, a poor management of, uh, for example, the goalkeeper situation, the no right back. Um, and I think you recognize that he made a mistake. So um, I think to... So he, he gave the opportunity to Vittoria to stay because he, I think he assumed that in part he was responsible for that. I just got a text message, a rumor that Benfica and Rui Faria have already agreed to. Uh, that's that's old terms. news, man. That's yeah, three he, hours ago, dude. I don't know. I just got the text <laughs> message. Now. I hope it's both. I hope it's BS. I don't want. Uh, there's a a fake Twitter account spreading that rumor right now on Twitter, but no, there's um. So I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about what what I've what I've heard, and uh, obviously, a bad campaign for Benfica. We locked up the Europa League, which is something that's more. It's a, of a, it's a real shame that Vitoria will never be given the chance to coach uh, a match in the Europa League because you know JJ's record in the Europa League compared to Vitoria's record in the Europa League. So it's a real shame he won't be given that chance. Dave, you might have just jinxed it. You might have just jinxed it. No, uh, I think that, you know, from, from what we hear, Rui uh, Vitoria has done. An announcement should come uh, in the morning. Uh, we'll see what direction that this uh, this directive or, or, or Luis Fluvieta likes to take. Here's a couple of things, and, and I'll, I guess I'll, I'll run by, by you guys. From what I understand, Bruno Lage is going to take, take over as the interim coach uh, until either a new coach is appointed or maybe until the uh, the winter a uh, window opens up and uh, Cristiano seems to think that JJ is coming. I don't believe he's coming. Brun Lage with Luizão and possibly Julius Cesar as guys that are going to be in there in this technical team. And obviously these guys with the veteranship that they have, especially Luizão and knowing the ins and outs of Benfica and the mystica of, uh, of Benfica would be the proper guy to connect the technical staff to the players. I think he was just a player a, a couple months ago. Um, Christian, what do, you, what do you think of that? I love it. Antonio, I don't know how much you, you know of or you followed uh, Bruno Lage's career, but uh, what, how do you rate him as a coach or, or what are your opinions of him? Uh, to be honest, I'm quite impressed from what I watch uh, Benfica be playing. Uh, they play some really good football. Uh, so, plays that attractive football, short passes, quick one-twos. Um, his teams look like enjoy to have the ball. Um, so it looks like he have an idea of uh, how uh, want the team uh, play. So hopefully uh, he has the opportunity to prove himself. And I think, to be honest, he, he could be a, a option to to be a long term uh, manager, basically a manager. <laughs> so we'll, we'll just have to see. No, no doubt there will be some announcements tomorrow, and and the announcement will 
will obviously be uh, be followed by the announcing of you know what Rui Vitória is you know stepping down or being sacked. The following announcement is going to be that Laj is going to take care of this team um, against uh, Ferenc. As I thought you mentioned, I think it's a great, great, great point. When you have a change in coaches, it gives everyone a clean slate. Everyone starts, unless you have Messi or Ronaldo, those guys, you know, obviously they're treated differently. But most of the guys will all start from the same starting point. And you have a chance now for a guy like Azivkovic, who a lot of us believed or thought that he should have played a lot more in the Rivitoria, and he did it. So now he has a chance to impress the coach, and maybe he gets playing time under this coach. You have a chance for a guy like my boy Tarap to start over and put oh, this coach that uh, uh, guy. Uh, I know. I listen. I, I'm saying half jokingly, but at the same time, it's there's truth in it. These players all have a new start. It's a new Tarab beginning. couldn't play in Genoa, But it's dude. a new beginning for everyone. But it's a new beginning for everyone. Understand? This coach, whomever the new coach is, might take a liking to a Tarap. Might take a liking to a Carrillo. Might take a liking to... And I know Carrillo's alone, Alali. But he could come back. I'm just giving an example. And I'm pretty sure Antonio will agree with me. It gives all these players an opportunity to start over. I agree with that, Antonio, period. Don't anyway. go any further than that. Yeah. I agree with that. In Thanks. some cases, they are lost cases. Before we get going, I just, I just, uh, I just want to say that I, I feel awful for the. Well, I don't know if it, awful is the word, but definitely somewhat uh, embarrassed for for what we uh, what we did last week. Not so much for what we did, but what went on because uh, everything was said. It said that Ruvitori was out. Every media. Uh, outlet was reporting that he was going to be out. Several media report uh, sources were reporting that he was going to be out. And soon enough, we were waiting for an official announcement for the club. And what we get is Luis Fliefiera saying that uh, uh, before he went to bed, it was all set that he was going to go. Went to bed at the Seychelles. Apparently saw some kind of light during the night. I don't know what it was. In the morning at 7.30, woke up at a change of heart and communicated that to his inner circle, which uh, is probably not that uh, not that big, uh, but communicated that Rui Vitori was going to stay. Rui Vitori was at the Seychelles, uh, had uh, uh, some kind of a meeting. Uh, so it was agreed that Rui Vitori was going to, to, to stay. Meeting with the players. Uh, Rui Vitoria did say that some things are going to change. Uh, the president accused uh, the players or actually didn't accuse the players, but said that uh, it's to play like Benfica. It's not slow, slow, slow or lint, lint, lint. We're going to have to play like Benfica. You're going to want to have to be here. Then uh, Vitoria echoes his words. And uh, all of this, find it very strange. I think that everybody was taken by surprise. Everybody thought that this was going to be a go and Vitoria was going to be out, but here we are. Vitoria is back. Vitoria continues uh, to be here. And, and Alex, do you think that this this current Benfica team, uh, or, or even the last year's team, which had a significant uh, less talented roster, do you feel that the Europa League is more of a competition that it's at at uh, at our capacities? Yeah, I mean, if you had to pick the one that I think Benfica could have a better chance of, because they're not winning the Europa League, it's not happening, but I mean, could they, 
Although I like, I don't know if they're going to get through Galatasaray, right? Like, I know obviously that's who they they got in the. Yep. They just it's of of the many problems they have. Uh, squad depth to me is. Uh, I wonder if it's even more important than who's coaching them right now because we got, like I said, we got so lucky and we were selling off, you know, kids, you know, every January and every summer. And we were finding these 20, 19 year olds from South America and they were coming over and we were plugging them in and, you know, Di Maria and, you know, Gaetan and Salvio. And they were, you know, we plugged them right in and it, it felt like they just kind of clicked right away. And now, um, it's just not the case. I mean, now we got guys hurt and we're relying on a 34 year old striker who's got a bad back and who still has a, a you know, a pretty decent scoring record this year. Um, but for sure, I mean, I mean, look at the teams, look at the teams we had guys when, when we made those two Europa league runs, right. When, when they, we lost to Sevilla and lost to Chelsea and man, those teams were good and we still yeah. couldn't win the Europa league. Now you take, you look at this group, Rafa's hurt and Salvio's hurt. Uh, you know, Foneda is not even playing, and Krovinovic has barely seen any minutes. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they get uh, if they get bounced here in uh, what is it, the round of thirty two, and taking on Galatasaray, which is unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, really, like to me, the key thing is the league, and and I think the good thing now is they at least get a couple of months to not have to worry about Europe because they have a big game coming up this weekend that I know we're going to talk about. But they really need to get, pardon my French, their shit together. And the league is now the top priority because if they're going to make the Champions League next year, the only way they're going to do that is if they finish top two. They're not winning the Europa League. There's way too many talented teams in there. Um, So that's not going to happen. But, you know, they've they have been in the in the group stage. I want to say the last nine or ten seasons in a row. So I don't know what type of or how much of a negative effect that's going to have if they keep Vitoria on for the year and they finish maybe third in the league outside of, you know, where they need to be to at least get to a Champions League qualification. What does that do to the new coach coming in? What does that do to some of the young kids they're trying to convince coming over? I don't know how many guys they're going to sign in January or, or June, but at least for the last decade, we've had that dangling saying, look, I mean, maybe you won't get playing time right away, but if something like you know, Europe were guaranteed six, six group stage games, and now we're facing a real scenario here where, you know, as much debt as this team is, we may not see that money in the Champions League next year. Like, that is, that's a huge concern. They should bring in someone who sees the game in a different way. And this is something you guys have been hammering uh, almost for a full year. Because I know there was talks last winter about firing Vittori. They didn't do it. But... If, if they're not going to bring anyone in and, inque- and increase the quality of the squad, then you need to find a coach that can come in. Maybe he's, maybe he's not as friendly as Vittoria is, but if his tactics can just get them playing in a different way, then that's what they're going to need to do. So, you know, whether the Braga game is so interesting because to me it's, it's a litmus test for so many reasons. But it's really frustrating because you can clearly see this team is lacking new ideas. And, you know, since the news came out that they were going to fire Vitoria and then Vieta had the epiphany, he saw, uh, he saw Jesus, who told him, hey, don't do this. You know, <laughs> you should keep him. Um, nothing's changed. Like, it's been, what, four, three to four weeks since, since the news came out that they were going to keep him. And, and nothing's changed. Everything's been the same. So 
to me, and again, I know we're going to talk about the Braga game in a bit. If they don't win the game on Sunday, then I think that should be it. But knowing Vieta, maybe he'll just still keep him for the entire year. I don't wish anything bad. I've never wished anything bad on this Mifiga team just because I, I want a new manager. Uh, but uh, it, it it's getting to the time that we need to see something from this team. Um, I know that's been five games, five wins. We haven't allowed a goal. Yes, that's all fine and dandy. But the same poor quality uh, of football that we have seen all year uh, continues to to uh, to to see to to show itself throughout these pitches. Uh, and it wasn't any different when Benfica played the Maritim this weekend in the Madeira Island. A team that, by the way, has not won since August. This is the second team that we have played that hasn't won since August. Who was the other one? Ferenc, Dave? Ferenc, that's correct. And that was the one that we had a very a stellar second half that everybody was so excited about. This is the game following uh, Luis Flifieta seeing that light. And everybody was very excited about the second half that Bifica had. And, and then everything is the same. I mean, we went from... You know, Sefetovic in August was pretty much gone. I, mean, I remember listening to you guys in you know, some of the preseason shows where it seemed like if we totally had no use for him, they bring in Castillo, they bring in Fodeda, Sefetovic is you know, nowhere to be found, and then all of a sudden he's like starting Champions League games and he's, uh, you know, he's playing half decently. But when Jonas is not around, it is a struggle. And like this guy's not going to be here for that much longer. He's already talking about the end of his career. He says he would like to to end his career at Benfica, but he also kind of hinted that he wouldn't mind going back to Brazil. So, you know, what do they do when he when he leaves? I mean, between him and Rodrigo and Mitroglu, like, Benfica's been blessed with some really, really good goal scorers the last couple of years. Um, and I think it's unfortunate that we, I mean, all, all we need from him is 50 minutes a game, but I just don't know how much he's going to hold up. I mean, it's, his back's been giving him problems for a long time. And even after he scored the penalty, like, I know he was taken down in the box. It's, he, I don't want to say he dove, but he was a little theatrical with the look on his face and the way he went down. It was good that they got the call in the box. But even after he scored, just kind of looking at him, it looked like he was so uncomfortable. And I don't know if it was just from the play or if the back was bothering him. Um, but we're struggling right now, and we're doing that with this, this guy who's had so much wear and tear on his body. Yeah. Um, and he made no mistake on the penalty. Like he drew the penalty and he scored the penalty. So again, he kind of bailed Benfica out. But to, to go and need to time waste Asmaritimu, like <laughs> my God, what does that tell you? Finding a silver lining on this Benfica team, the way they've been playing. And and obviously the five wins, no goals allowed is a silver lining. But do you think there's anyone out there that's feeling positive about the rest of the season for this team? No, no, no. I'd be shocked. I mean, if you, if you like, if we had a hundred people here and we asked them if they can, if they're going to find, if, if they think they can find a silver lining, I bet you'd like to say they they would. Uh, I think the silver lining was uh, having a managerial change, and uh, unfortunately, everyone got to the point where we thought it was going to happen, and then it got you know taken away from everyone, and and that it just made things even worse. Really, no. um, I don't, I don't like. They're going to have to. You know, the winning streak is great, but I mean, who have they beat, right? <laughs> I think you know you you want to convince you know you want to convince the fans that you've you've done the right thing in keeping the coach. Well, you got to beat Braga Sunday, 
right? Like anything less than three points, and it's just only going to get worse. And to me, if they don't win that game, then they should they should fire him. Happy New Year, Alfredo. Happy New Year to all our fans and listeners out there. Uh, What did I miss? Did I miss anything since the New Year started? I don't think I've missed anything. You missed uh, you missed Rivitoria's firing. Uh, That's what you missed. That's unfortunate. I, I don't I don't think anybody missed that, but. Uh, here we are. I think that uh, today, I think, uh, and I, I speak for myself, uh, I could breathe a little easier, even though I'm a little nasally. I could breathe a little easier that uh, that Benfica has finally uh, parted ways with the Rui Vitória. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it, it took a lot. But here's the thing, man. And um, it's just, I got I to question the, the timing uh, of this whole thing. And, and, and things aren't always what... Uh, what we were led to believe, right? So just a couple of weeks ago, um, when he was questioned, when he lost uh, to Portimonense, or even when he lost to Portimonense, in the press conference after that, he said that he was fine at Benfica, or the presser before Portimonense said he was fine at Benfica, that he wasn't going to re- relinquish uh, his seat, blah, 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 gets fired. Today we find out that he's got a contract with the team uh, in uh, India, Saudi Arabia, that's going to pay him Boku bucks. And here's the thing. How much of that was already planned out? Because even before he got fired, there was a lot of media uh, talk, especially from the Middle East, saying that Rui Vitoria was really by details, that he would be announced shortly. So was it something that the president decided you're going to get fired now? Sorry, you're going to have to step down. Well, the president says that he put his his spot he, he made his spot available that he felt he didn't have any more conditions but you know the whole timing of things and look i'm not questioning it and i'm not saying that it was a bad thing but the whole timing of it it, it, it smells fishy right i think this is perhaps Benfica or luis fluffiero was waiting until an offer came to let go of him and they didn't want to let him go because the offer wasn't on the table and the club was probably was not going to play to pay money uh, for Rui Vitoria or, or Luis Fiera had to pay Vitoria money because he was leaving. Now that he's got a new contract, Benfica doesn't have to pay, pay his contract because now he's got a new job. But the whole timing about this, Dave, is, is fishy. Yeah, and, and it goes back to what I said on our previous podcast that uh, we replayed last week. It all comes down to money. So maybe they didn't make the move in November because they didn't have uh, anyone uh, to pick up uh, Rui Vitoria's contract. But it it, it is kind of shady business, and I don't know, don't want to know what uh, Luis Felipe Vieta, um, because this is not his first time dealing with the uh, the Middle East. He tried doing the same thing with uh, JJ as well. So goes to show you what kind of uh, figures he's dealing with there in the uh, Middle East. Yeah, so Brun Lage takes over as an interim coach. Um, at the time, it was announced that this Monday, uh, Benfica was was going to uh, officially start looking for a coach. As it this Monday on on this Monday, Luis Fuiviera makes an appearance on a, a a daily talk show uh, by Christina. If you're not fa- not uh, familiar, just think about Oprah or Ellen DeGeneres um, here in the United States, and uh, he made an appearance. And one of the, the the most curious things that that I found and and funny uh, things that he that he said was that people are st- uh, are still going to miss Vitoria one of these days. 
I don't know about that. Maybe when we're when we're very old and we got grandkids and we can tell tell them about the uh, time we won the uh, the Tetra and uh, maybe he's a he's a uh, a quiz answer where you can say, oh, who was the coach of Benfica when they won their first uh, Tetra? Oh, that was Rui Vitoria. What did he do after that? Nothing. So that's uh, I think that's as much as we're going to remember him by is that he was the coach when we won the uh, Tetra. And uh, from there, he was no tactician or uh, <laughs> genius on the uh, tactics board. Laj uh, took over the team. He had been in charge for three days. Um and uh, Befiga took the field against Riwavic, started to lose. Uh, and uh, right off the bat, the 4-4-2. Laj explained the, the situation as uh, with so many forwards available, you figure you take advantage of having so many forwards available. Hey, makes sense, right? With, it, 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 it's so logical, right? I don't I don't know why it needs a B-team coach to come up here to to recognize that. You've got four or five strikers I I don't understand, but we do have a lot of midfielders as well. So you can use the counter argument to for the four uh, three three. But yeah, four four two just makes sense. And it was as soon as the lineup was announced, it was I was really looking forward to uh, seeing how this team was going to uh, shape up and play because uh, I think I've got it here. It was not since uh, October 27, 2017 has since uh, Benfica's played with a four four two formation and uh Jonas and Seferovic were on top uh on that match last uh October 27 2017 uh but here we are uh, a 4-4-2 team uh that uh you know it, it it's kind of hard to expect a coach with three days of coaching a team uh to have that big of an influence on a team. I think the really the biggest influence that he had on a team was to change the formation. Uh, the other thing was to bring in João Felix into the middle because, and, and I don't know if I said this here on the podcast, but it was criminal, the fact that he was being out on a wing. I understand that the guy's getting minutes, he's getting burn time, but I think that wasn't his the position where he could be the most productive. And we saw what he could do. He's only uh, 18, 19 years old. Uh, and uh, for me, man of the match, just the level of intelligence, his movements, uh, his reading of the game. And I think overall, I think that's the the attitude by the team. And, and here's the thing, right? So um, we're down 2-0 uh, in the 20, with 20 minutes in. We're down two nothing. Uh, Befica's def defense too passive, uh, too allowing, uh, and I think that we have seen this all season long. I also, and I was talking to to Cristiano uh, a little bit after the game. He said that was probably the worst game he's seen Vlakodimos play, and I have to to agree. Yeah, I would the, too. The ball on a, on that second goal, I thought he could have gotten that ball. Even he could have gotten a an attempt on our first goal too but the second goal definitely the ball uh went through the, the 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 small box the six and he was did not come out for that ball and uh, i thought that he didn't do too good of a job but here's the thing that that i wanted to run by you dave and after going down to nothing with 20 minutes in there is a clear show of support by the crowd so despite having uh, what we had against Portimonense, all the poor football that we had played, there's a clear understanding of the cloud the, of the crowd, uh, especially the one that the, the crowd that was at the game, that 
this is a new day. This is a new Benfica. They trust these, this team. They trust these players. And I think that the players, aside from having that attitude and a couple different things that they were doing throughout the game, uh, I think that they felt that the crowd believed in them. I think that the fact that they believe in themselves was never in question. But this was this was a very significant moment for me as I was watching this game. <laughs> my check, my checklist here of this game, I got, you know, return to four four two, check. João Felix back in the starting line, starting eleven, check. He scores two goals, check. Ferreira back in action, check. And uh, even Krovinovic got some minutes, so check for him too. So that's it. Thanks a lot for checking us out, and uh, it's good to be back. And uh, see you again next week. Later. Ciao.